Thank you for listening. This is Getting to Know You, a podcast introducing Jewish Federation of the Desert CEO, Alan Potash, to leaders, influencers, and people of interest here in the Coachella Valley. I'm Jeff Hawker, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Alan Potash. Jeff, good to see you. It's been a good week. Great to see you. Anything new in your life? Not really. It's just been really great celebrating the high holidays with you and your family and getting to know Amy a little bit better. Um, We've got a great guest for the show today, uh, Jeffrey Bernstein, who is uh, a Palm Springs City Council member, but I know him best for being the owner of Destination PSP. Welcome. Well, welcome, Jeffrey. Good to see you. I met you briefly at a city council meeting several months ago. What is Destination Destination? PS? Destination PSP. Yes, what is it? What is so it? that's a retail store. I'm one of the owners. Uh, my husband and I started it. And we design and produce and sell Palm Springs and Coachella Valley branded and inspired merchandise. Oh, tchotchkes. Well, <laughs> we are... We are. I guess I, I didn't want to hit a nerve there, but I'm sorry. We're tangible <laughs> memories. Tang- I love that. Tang- that's a great tagline. Yes. But yeah. we, do, we do more than just souvenirs. We do home goods and apparel, and it's all sort of mid-century inspired, very retro, uh, but it's original. And how did you get into that? Uh, we moved to Palm Springs 15 years ago, and we wanted to send things home to our family. That's great. And we couldn't find anything cool to buy. <laughs> So my husband said, let's make it. And my brother-in-law is a graphic designer, so he designed it. And uh, we started a little pop-up, and we've grown from there. We went to a lot of organizations, and we said, you should have merchandise out for sale every day of the year. So we started with a film festival and Modernism Week. Um, and we've worked with about 15 different area nonprofits doing merchandise for them. Nice. Yeah. So what are some of the items that you've created that are uh, retro or mid-century modern-ish? We have a whole line of what we call pool wear. So it's acrylic and melamine uh, dinnerware and and, and drinkware that you have by the pool. And we have pool towels to go with it. We also make our own swimsuits. Um, So we have, but we have a whole line of t-shirts and mugs and things. We do ice buckets. Um, So so festive things. It's very festive. It's a very happy store. Well, Bright we, colors and great design. Well, you, you talk about some of those pool wear things. I'm thinking oranges and blues and reds, yellows and greens. <laughs> your basic primary colors. That's yeah. it. It's very orange and blue and bright. So, uh, so tell us a little bit, because you've been instrumental in the revitalization of the town and country village, is it? That's part of your... The center. Yeah. The center, yeah. So the town, this, the, the center, it's called, is one of the oldest courtyard shopping centers in California. And the restaurant there was called the Town and Country. Uh, and when it's it's very famous mid-century architects um, who, who created this building. Um, so, but it has been sort of vacant and was slated for demolition when we moved in. And since then, we showed that you can do adaptive reuse for historic buildings. And- Can, can you give me an idea of where it is in Palm Springs? It's right on Palm Canyon at Museum Way, so it's directly oh, sure. in front of, well, Forever Maryland and the Art Museum. Forever Maryland was a topic last week in our conversation yeah. with um, David. Uh, David Perry. David Perry. Sure. Uh, yes. so, so I have a couple of really serious questions. Yep. Here you are, you're a business individual. You came from the East Coast in 2009. How did you become a city council member? 
Um, so my whole my career was mostly in movies and television. So the retail oh, really? was only since oh. I moved here. Although I did e-commerce before here, um, and I became very involved in um, in the small business community, in the hospitality and tourism, and and it was very interesting having a small business and really advocating for our, our small business community. And so that got me involved with a lot of our city council, with a lot of the hospitality and tourism, and. And I started to learn very much how the city worked. I became, um, I worked on different committees. I created our city's sister city committee. I was the chair of our Measure J, which is a tax commission. Um, and we were starting to have a lot of change on city council and staff. And I thought I might have a good input into what I thought, how I thought our city should be shaped. That's sort of the practical. And then from the emotional point of view, Palm Springs really gave a lot to me and my, my husband, my family, in terms of, of friends and community and, and really helped us. And, and so this was really a way to get back. That's very nice. You know, I really wasn't so familiar with Palm Springs until about five years ago, but I always thought of it as like a destination place for events. It, is it more than that? It's much more than that. We are a small city with world-class events, but there is a real community there. Um, a lot of people, I mean, I know all my neighbors. I have, I live on a circle with about 40 neighbors and 20 of them I'm very good friends with. Uh, I know a lot of people in the small business community um, and a lot of people in just all different aspects. And so it really has this very close, tight-knit feel to it. But then you have every event every weekend, you know, a couple hundred thousand people sometimes coming to go to an event. Like this weekend is a heavy metal concert uh, weekend out in India. Does that impact Palm Springs? It, well, certainly in terms of traffic and, and um, people coming to town. And, and obviously it's a great economic driver for our city in terms of the hotels and restaurants. Uh, but it's also personally, I moved from New York City. So it's very exciting to have all these great events. You know, we have a great film festival, Modernism Week, all these other concerts, even you know whatever city it's in. And it's much more accessible than it is in a lot of cities. It's very accessible. And there is a lot of stuff going on pretty much from October until May. And there's nothing really going on in those other months. There's more going on now. There is. It is oh, yeah, really yeah. starting. We have a short film festival in June. We've got these Splash House events. I think people are starting to do a lot more summer events um, that are happening from really from May through October. And that's part of the goal for the whole valley is to build that up. I think it's been great seeing Jeffrey on the city council because I think the small businesses and especially retail stores in, in Palm Springs have been underrepresented for a long time. And you bring a fresh face, a fresh um, approach on how to build business in the downtown quarter, especially. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, a lot of businesses are very small. And I think when people go to a city, whether they live in it or they're going as a tourist, they want to really experience it. And they talk about people having three places. It's your home, work, and community. And downtown Palm Springs, and now in various other parts, is part of a community. And that's restaurants, hotels, and retail. Have you been able to keep things local, or are there a lot of franchises that are trying to move in to the Palm Springs area? Um, there are a lot of chain stores that have moved in recently, and I am not their biggest fan. Um, I mean, we have a need and we have some big shopping centers, but I have really stressed that Palm Springs tagline is we're like no place else. And we need to have something unique and different. You can 
it's great that we have some chain stores and Home Depot everybody needs and, and, and things like that. But to have a, a small local clothing store downtown is more interesting than having a national chain, in my view. Well, I would kind of agree with that, although I'm not a big shopper. But I think that most people, when they come on a vacation or to a community like this, they don't want to see what they have back home. They want to see different things. That's exactly right. And I think yeah. that you, you know, what I've seen so far, Palm Springs has been successful at that. Yeah, that's true. And there's a there's a huge variety. I mean, I mine is mine has a certain style, but you have a lot of very artsy places. You have you know crystal places, and you have music places, and all types of things that really serve different purposes. You mentioned that you came from New York. What? What did you know about Palm Springs before you came here? I'd only been here twice before I moved. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I, we came here for um, uh, a weekend once, and then about a year or two later, stayed for a week. It was during Modernism Week. Uh, and then shortly after that, my husband said, I'm going to go look at neighborhoods. We were ready to leave New York City. And he called me up and said, okay, I'm buying a house. Really? And he bought it. I showed me pictures. I said, okay. <laughs> and three months later, we were here. Where'd you live in New York? Uh, the last place I lived was in, in Chelsea, uh, but I've lived in the West Village, the East Village. I went to school up, in, up uh, Upper West Side, and my parents uh, lived on the East Side, so it's been home for a long time. What school on the Upper West Side? I went to Columbia oh, University. Okay. That's yeah. On the Upper West Side? Yeah. 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 Not far from Manhattan School for Music, where yeah. my kids were, or the Jewish Theological Seminary. That's true. So, yeah. Good neighborhood. Um, I, again, you know, this is such a different environment than, than New York. Did you have issues acclimating? I did in the very beginning, when 15 years ago, when, when it was hard to find a restaurant open past, <laughs> past 8 o'clock. And in New York, we never ate before 8. Yeah. Or, or a good cup of or coffee. Or days of the week yeah. where they were closed. Yeah. yeah. So, but that has really changed. I mean, and, there, you know, and I think there's great theater, there's great music, there's great art. Um, and, and not just, I say this is in Palm Springs, but really throughout the whole valley, there's really a lot of really exciting things going on. And so I think my first six months, I was a little bit nervous um, that it was, I was not going to be happy. But within about a year or so, I said, I never want to leave this city. And are you here during the summer? I am. Well, I, I actually have two full-time jobs now, so yeah. I can't leave. Um, I try to get away for a bit in August, and we go away for weekends. But I now enjoy the summer. Um, my blood is thin, so the heat doesn't bother me. And uh, it's a good chance to get together with people and do it, things. It is. It's a lot more peaceful uh, in the summertime if you, can, if you can take the heat. I have to ask you some questions about becoming a city council member. You were here, you said you started in 2009. When did you become a city council member? This past November, I was elected. And again, inspiring you to do that and what was like campaigning for it? And were you afraid people wouldn't like you? Um, I did hate campaigning. I will not, I, I will admit it. Um, it was a difficult process. Um, and I sort of was going in with the attitude that I, I didn't want to lose. I had to prepare myself. Before I actually announced I was running, I prepared myself for what would happen if I did not win. And I came to peace with it, and it was fine. I still have a business and friends, and I wasn't going to go away. Um, and it gained momentum as it went on. It was really interesting to hear from different groups. When you go through a lot, I went through about 25 different endorsement interviews and what the concerns are and what their questions are. 
I'm somebody who likes learning. My parents were both teachers, so that's how I was brought up. So I found it interesting. What has surprised you so far about being on the city council? Um, well, uh, a couple things. So first of all, things in the city are a lot more difficult and take a lot longer to accomplish than they do in the business world. Um, so I'm getting used to that. Um, what I find really interesting is the, and this I've seen before, is the smart, interesting, knowledgeable people in, in, the, in our whole valley that have a lot of input and have, are very engaged. Um, I'll be honest, I've never met a city council person before I moved to Palm Springs. Really? And one of the reasons I got our business going was because somebody, I wrote to a city council person and said, I have an idea. And he spent an hour and a half and that helped launch our business. So that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm a good testament. We had um, Ellen Goodman here a couple months ago, and one of the things we talked about was the difficulty is for, for kids in school to have um, a future here. But there aren't many jobs here outside of the service industry. Are you seeing a change in that, or what are you doing to bring more businesses that? Uh, cater to the needs of the community? Well, I, I mean, I am seeing some changes. Um, and, and service and hospitality, I think, often gets a bad rap because there's really good management positions in that. Um, and there's a lot of businesses that support the service industry. So whether you're, you know, event promoters or whether you're, you're making supplies for them and providing linens or whatever. But uh, in both my roles as a city council, where we're trying to expand our economic development department, and then I'm also on the joint powers authority of the Visit Greater Palm Springs, we have a new initiative where we're trying to expand economic development for the whole valley to bring in new types of businesses. Well, that sounds like a huge challenge. It is a challenge, but this is a great place to live. It is, although prices have gone up, it is still relatively less expensive than a lot of big cities. Um, there's no reason that the you know we can't have a silicon desert here. Um, we have um, a lot maze. of dust though for silicon desert. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> dust, but you know it's a nice it's a, there's space available in, in a lot of our cities, and and it's an easy commute to LA and San Diego. Our airport's growing, um, so the airport provides a lot of jobs as well. Um, everything from mechanics to management, pilots. Um, and then we're looking at other types of things. Art, creative arts and design is something that really makes us, we see our music and art and mm -hmm. theater scenes growing. Yeah. Can, can you share uh, any updates about the West Campus for the College of the Desert? So there was a, uh, a meeting um, this, this week with Laura Hope, who is the interim uh, president, and Ron Oden is one of the trustees. And he they, was one of the former mayors right. of Palm Springs. I've recognized the name. Yeah. So they did, and Scott Atkins, who's working on the West Valley campus, did a whole presentation. They've got the design down. They, um, they did a timeline, and they are planning to start moving in and fall in the end of 2026 with a, with a real planned opening in 2027. Um, they have a lot of programs that is not just hospitality, but they have a school on architecture, sustainability, mm -hmm. digital arts. Um, so they're moving forward. Um, and I think that's exciting. And I think that will also change our economic development because we're going to have this talent base here. Any concept of bringing a four-year university to the area? So what they're going to start with is they have a partnership with uh, Pomona, I believe, for an architecture program. It's actually a five-year program. 
And they will spend, I think, two years in Palm, in the Palm Desert campus and then three years in Palm Springs getting an architectural degree. Mm -hmm. And obviously Palm, Palm Springs has a huge uh, interest and in history with architecture. It's really the perfect city for it. I think that's an interesting issue. Uh, modernism, modern you know, mid-century housing. I grew up in a mid-century house. My father built it in the 50s. It's still there. I, I didn't realize it was a movement um, or an attraction. How, how did that evolve? Uh, you know, it's. I, I will say I grew up in a mid-century house, too, and my parents and grandparents were collecting mid-century furniture. We still have it that they were buying in the 50s. So part of it was um, there was in Palm Springs, it was simple and clean design. At that time, it was relatively inexpensive. So to buy furniture, people, the antiques were the expensive right. items and new design was not. And there really was... It was also a cultural movement in terms of simplicity and cleanness that was going on in the, in the post, really in the post-war right. era. So. Well, and a lot of the houses that were originally built in Palm Springs were not for people to live year-round. You know, the, there were bungalows. Well, for, well, they didn't have air conditioning and stuff back then, so you know, people would go back to LA or whatever city they lived in. So now, with modern technology, we're able to, you know provide for these houses, but it's just fascinating when you have modernism, you do all these tours, how they were constructed back then. You know, some of them were prefab, some of them, you know, these architects are some of the best in the world came here and, and that was it too. They, back then they didn't have a lot of restrictions. So like, oh, let's build a rock in the middle of your living room. Yep with glass and like who would think of doing that? And that was a big part of it though was to incorporate the desert uh, environment into the house or to see it from the house and so that was really part of the new movement here. And is it still an active movement in the sense of our people building houses that replicate that look like mid-century modern yes. homes? Yes, I mean they some better than others but yes <laughs> they are they are that style of architecture is still vibrant and strong and Palm Springs is known as, you know, it's, I say Palm Springs is the mecca of modernism, but if you look at Modernism Week, there are movements throughout the whole valley. There's a Rancho Mirage has a large Palm Desert. All the different cities had this movement and they're starting to discover it more. I think if, if you look at, um, I think it's the COD campus in Palm Desert, a lot of those are, have mid-century buildings on, on them. So there's a lot more that, are, that is out there that is sort of being recognized now. Yeah, I heard that Palm Desert Library is going to be repurposed. That's oh. a really, really exciting building that's right along. Yeah, it's a great, I just at noticed Monterey it. Monterey at... San Pablo or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's 111, not 111, it's Fred Waring. And um, I think it's, uh, it was kind of hidden and then just discovered it one day. Nice yeah, it's kind of near the McCallum Theater, but right. it's it's a building that they really want to save and rejuvenate and make it, you know. And revitalize, adapt yeah. to reuse. And yeah. so that's great. That's wonderful. In the few minutes that we have left, what do you see for the future of Palm Springs? You know, I, I mean, Palm Springs, I think, is going to continue to grow. I think it's going to become more of a place where people want to live and experience life than just as it's been a lot of a tourist town. Um, I think with a college and other things, it will get younger. Um, which I think is interesting, and I think it adds a new life. But I think, you know, people used to retire at 50 or 60 and, and relax. Here they have a second chapter. I mean, this was my second chapter, and I know most of our, a lot it's, of people in our community. It's my second chapter yeah. as well. It's funny, you, you're talking about the uh, 
events taking place here. Since you sat down and started talking, I've seen nine buses go along 111 yes. <laughs> from the west side to the east. They're all going to Power Trip. Power Trip, yeah. yeah. I, I read this morning kind of the overview of Power Trip. I forgot what the title was, but it, ACDC, Metallica, yeah. um, Guns N' Roses. Uh, amazing. Uh, it's an amazing lineup. You know, three three days. And it's, you know, it can be affordable if you buy the three-day pass. It's, you know, several yeah. hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great thing for this community. Yeah. I, I did a little piece. I do a, a weekly e-blast to the Jewish community. And I celebrated Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and ACDC for all uh, in the past year performing in Israel when many groups are getting pressure not to perform right. in Israel. Right. So. Right. Um, I and cool. I was shocked to hear that you didn't really know Bruno Mars's music. <laughs> I do not know. So, so the reason That's I unfortunate. the reason I brought it Get up happy? is I you know don't don't embarrass me. <laughs> but I you know I didn't even know. I mean I knew his name, but uh, I was talking. I do another podcast on Israel, and I was talking to uh, my co-host in Jerusalem, and she mentioned uh, that Bruno Mars was performing in Tel Aviv, and that. He's doing two shows, and all all the shows are sold out, and over 120,000 people wow. Wow. to attend. I'm like blown away. That's amazing. Uh, and I lived in Israel for a year. Once, you did when where, I was a baby. Yep. Where did you live? I lived in Jerusalem, but this was before '67, so we were in East Jerusalem. My father was. My parents were on sabbatical. My father was teaching at the Hebrew University. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Have you been back? Yes. So um, I went back first in 2015. Just Quickly, my my husband and I are both Jewish. Neither of us were brought up that religious, but very traditionally, yeah. culturally. And, and um, my, my great-grandfather was Hasidim. And we moved to Palm Springs and started taking classes to learn about the history of Judaism and how to speak Hebrew. Oh, cool. Uh, we did that for a couple of years and, um, uh, at Temple Isaiah. And then in 2014, um, we had a B'nai Mitzvah and then got married that night. Beautiful. Both conservative, uh, wow. you know, by the rabbi. That's amazing. Yes, I think we may be the only people. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, anything, Jeff, you want to add? You know, I would just say I'm really happy that you're on the city council. Thank Again, you. you know, for a long time, retail in Palm Springs struggled. And, and there's a lot of repurposing going on, like the Steinmart uh, store closed yep. and now it's this new marketplace that has all this bohemian it's very uh, cool. yeah. you know uh, clothing and food and all this different stuff so um, you know I just am excited for you and to yeah. see you know what great things you're going to bring to the city as well yeah a lot of pressure but I'm looking forward to it <laughs> well Jeffrey thank you for being with us today and uh, anything you want to plug any events or business or this is a non-commercial yeah, podcast. Yeah, this, this is not yeah. non-commercial. I'll, I'll well, just the website yeah, of your business. Well, my website is destinationpsp.com. Okay, uh, and we have our store downtown, and we'll we'll be doing uh, uh, work with Modernism Week next uh, with the fall preview, which starts next week. And and, and the uh, website for the Palm City City Council, Palm, Palm Springs, PalmSpringsCA.gov. Perfect. You can read more about me there. Jeff, thank you again for bringing us a great host. Yes, thank you. Or a great guest, I should say. This has been Getting to Know You. Thank you for listening. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts and other podcast forums. Awesome.